Jack and Jill here. Hello. Welcome to the Land Academy Show, entertaining land investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from the Valley of the Sun. Today, Jill and I talk about your perfect land mailer planning for 2023. For investors. Yeah. For, yep. So this is awesome. I'm I'm this this is well, we're coming off of we're just wrapping up career path number five. And I'll tell you right now, career path number six is not yet planned. And starting in 2023, there's some changes we are personally making, like career path on steroids will be coming. Um, maybe things that start with an M might be coming, like mastermind stuff. Oh, sure. Like everybody under, everybody understands Noah's what that is, even though it's kind of a kind of part of career path. But they understand these mastermind groups and things. But just going into 2023, you know, you really need to take a step back and think about a lot of things about your uh, acquisition criteria and how you're going to hit it based on your land mailer planning that you're going to do right now at the end of 2022. We had a really successful career path this time. Um, they've all been very Amazing. good, but they continue to get better with time, uh, you know, b because what what people are asking of us from an instructional standpoint continues to grow and it continues to change based on the times. So, uh -huh. you know, I I look very forward to 2023 and the content that we're going to produce and the events that we're going to uh, host. Uh -huh. Kicking it up a few notches. There we go. <laughs> Before we get into it, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the landinvestors.com online community. It's free. Kevin wrote, hello, I have two trash on property related questions. This is cute. One parcel I bought has some small trash and litter as the seller had not been there in three years. Do I sell it as is or should I hire someone to clean it up? I already got it cheaper due to the trash. Good. Two. Another property I bought, there's an old vacant trailer house on the foundation that my broker missed when he walked it. I wonder how big the property is. She's. <laughs> I wonder how good the broker is. That too. <laughs> He's offered to cut the commission, so the money's fine. However, am I free to throw it out, or does it still belong to the previous owner? So this is a real popular. This, this is a, this question was posted on Discord as it should be, mm -hmm. and it was a, a very uh, interesting and popular uh, question to respond to. A lot of people in Land Academy respond had their, an opinion about it, and they were all relatively the same. Some with stories. Mm -hmm. I, I would argue, unless there's something toxic going on, this is all increasing the value of your property, mm -hmm. ironically. You know, it's the ugly houses model. There are some people that, the vast majority of people want to walk into a house or walk onto a piece of land and have their favorite song playing and everything's pretty and, and, uh, and I understand that. But there's a whole slew of people out there, me included, that look at this as a huge opportunity, especially if it's priced right. Oh, there's all this trash on the property and that's why it's so cheap, I'm gonna buy it. Especially when there's a mobile home foundation on there. Mm -hmm. So now we've got whoever had a mobile home there worked out sanitation, sewer, water, utilities, utilities. and all of it. So uh, there's a situation, somebody uh, actually was Dan, one of our members, uh, Dan from the Pacific Northwest. Who told a story about having dilapidated mobile homes on properties and and getting the the land sales part of the deal uh, it went into an auction, an unintended auction because mm -hmm. everybody wanted it so bad. People are see they see that you know it's funny I drove by one the other day where a guy had clearly found like an old airstream 
kind of thing. It was almost even like a knockoff Airstream and it was in his driveway and it was gutted and he was gonna make it beautiful. So I see and watch people mm -hmm. doing this with mobiles, making them, making them beautiful again. And you can do that, so. If you're, if you're in our group or if you've been in career path, you know, we tailor our mailers from an improvement standpoint to capture some of these structures that are uh, and some of the stuff that's on uh, left over on land that's just been forgotten. Yeah. You know, how many times have people sent us deals where there's classic cars on there? Oh, that too. So it's a good positive thing. Yeah. I'm remembering a, the property that, that we bought specifically because there were some old cars on it. Exactly. You're like, we don't care about the land. That's exactly on this right. one, it was just like, <laughs> we you've got to get that for me because I can see cars on there. I want that. Like, okay, we'll get it. <laughs> Today's topic, perfect land mailer planning for 2023 investors. Yeah. This is the meat of the show. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother business model. Yep. I seek out rural vacant land because of what could be left over on the property. Like, like, uh, what's those like storage wars? Like what's inside there? We don't know. There's a whole subclassification <laughs> in the classic car world. If you're a classic car person, you already know this. The subclassification is called barn find. And so that includes any kind of prop, any kind of uh, car that in any shape that's in a barn or upside down in a river or any of that. There's whole, um, there's people all over Canada trying to find car, uncovering cars in, in places that you wouldn't expect that are pulling them out of there and making them great. And if you are married to a classic car person, <laughs> I feel your pain. <laughs> wow, I, I you're just, just saying that for the show. You know who's a bigger car nut than oh, me? I, <laughs> Someday we're gonna tell the truth about the cars that Jill owns. <laughs> <laughs> it's shocking. You go for the classics though, and I appreciate that. I kind of like. I like. Uh, I like. I like post Bluetooth. <laughs> I like AM radio and stick shift. You're yeah, right. Like post You're absolutely right. <laughs> and the radio doesn't work. It doesn't yeah, need yeah. to work. No, yeah. I like post air conditioning and Bluetooth. It's <laughs> <laughs> absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> planning your mailer for 2023 so it's December it's the first or second week in December by the time this airs in a lot of um, planning you should be in high 2023 planning for taxes uh, to to uh, manipulate and minimize your tax liability within the certainly within the limits of the law and ethics uh, it goes without saying and you should be planning for your mailer in 2023 and I don't mean actually doing the mailer. I don't necessarily mean where you're going to send mail. In fact, I don't mean that because throughout the next year, where you plan to send mail may change. The market conditions may change. You know, for sake of argument, it might be really attractive to send mail in rural parts of Texas next year, but it's not right now for a bunch of who knows why. So I don't want you to sit down and try to find places to send mail at all. But what I do want you to do is really sit down and say in January, I'm gonna send X amount of mail in February, Y amount, or maybe it's the same amount all in all 12 months. Uh, maybe you're a teacher and you're off during the summer. And so you want to do a, a lot more mail during the summer versus less. Uh, maybe you're, for whatever reason, convinced that when there's snow on the ground in the Midwest, let's say, that's not the best time to be doing deals. It's better to be doing it in the summer or whatever you're planning means to you. Have a plan and budget for it and stick to it. Should I even think about like um, 
like maybe I don't want to pick the area like you said and all those other parameters, but should I be thinking about um, dollar amounts? Like in 2023, I'm not going to do a deal that does not yield any less than X. Should I do that kind of planning? Yeah. So we just got done with the career path by the time this airs or we're close to it. And one of the first things we always do in career path is ask everybody, how much money do you want to make a year for the rest of your life? And for whatever reason, this year it was a million dollars. I'll be happy to make a million bucks a year. And when I can accumulate $10 million cash, that generally became the consensus for some reason in this career path, which I think is number six, career path six. This is five. So oh, five. Okay. This is so, five one right now. Yeah. So you have to work that backwards then. If, mm -hmm. uh, let's say a, a million dollars a year is about $100,000 a month. You know, of course, it's 1.2 million, but stuff happens. So let's just call it a million. And how many mailers do I need to send out? Uh, to generate that kind of uh, deal volume that will generate that money. And Jill's right. So maybe you only want to do deals that make seventy dollars or $80,000 uh, net per transaction. Maybe you're a deal junkie and you want to do uh, four or five or six deals a month that only net $10,000 or $20,000. You have to decide what's best for you. Really plan it out. And I mean, write it down. I'm going to heavily, I've, I've said this a hundred times on the show, if you don't have Microsoft 365, I really would highly recommend that you get it, even if you're a one-person operation. It just really keeps you organized. There's an integrated Outlook, the calendar function, and you can tie all your file structure and all of it for doing land transactions uh, and tie it into uh, Airtable as your CRM. If you don't know about these things, <clears throat> you're just learning about it, you're just hearing about it, please, you know, keyword search this in all of our podcasts and and you'll uh, you'll learn all, all about it. So, Mike, the keyword in this title is planning. If you have mm -hmm. a plan, you know, over and over and over again, um, it's been proven that if you have a plan and you write it down and you think about it as often as you can, let's say once a day or once a week at least, it's gonna work. Would you do, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm listening to you and I'm thinking how I would do it if I was a one-man show, okay? And as a woman with a one-man show, hmm, there could be something there. I don't know, what's 2023? Anyway, so. Jill's in planning mode. Oh, totally. So she says stuff that we don't. I drop little nuggets. We don't really know what she means, but she has a huge plan for Land Academy in 2023. Mm -hmm. It's a very good thing. Oh, yeah. So like. I, I don't even know what she's talking about, so don't feel bad. <laughs> So one of my thoughts is, okay, so if I'm planning 2023, I know me, I don't want to do, I want to do less work. That's just how I roll. How little can I do and how fast can I get out of this and what can my team do so I don't have to do it kind of thing. So I would look at this quarterly. I would right now be saying, I would sit down with a you know, blank piece of paper basically and say all of 23 with your numbers. First thing I would do is like think about how much I want to make, how hard I want to work. And then I'm thinking about, I would put that into quarters is my natural oh, yeah. instinct. Is that, do you think that's good or no, should it be by that, month? Or? I mean, as long as you have a plan. And okay. I think that's a great example. If okay. that makes sense to you, then great. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't, that doesn't make sense to me, I think, in months. So, and usually sometimes even in weeks, but I know that's you're not, so, but you're I'm so not, detailed. my way is not the right, it's right for me. I know, that's what I'm saying, it's good. That's, so you're real, you, you are really detailed, hence your spreadsheets that you share with all of us. So I like big picture, I might even do it with a crayon. <laughs> Yeah. That's what I have at my disposal at that moment. 
You know, I could do it with a crayon and construction paper um, as I'm sitting there with my kids. So this might be you. And, and, and then you just back into it. And then my other thing is, what do you, how do you, I know you talked about Microsoft and that kind of thing to stay on track, but um, do you have any last little tips about sticking to it for us? You know, that's a very personal, um, there's, there's a lot of talk about that in Discord, in the Land Academy Discord right now, among people where, you know, everyone's starting to talk about New Year's resolutions, and mm -hmm. there's a lot of talk about discipline. That's it. And so I have to tell you, discipline was very hard for me early in my life. And I look back on that, and it's because uh, I was doing stuff I didn't want to do. Hmm. It's very difficult to be disciplined and, and uh, interested. And when you're doing a bunch of crap, you don't want to do. True. And so I'm assuming you're in Land Academy or, you know, you're interested in land because you're listening to this. You're interested in this. So put a plan together. Mm -hmm. Forget about money. Really forget about the money. Just put a plan together and uh, work in the rest of your life into that. Oh, that's the key right don't there. Don't let money. Don't let money. People stop right there. They that's think, a, oh, I can't even start this. I can't possibly get into this. That's, that's the think. last thing you should be thinking about. If you find a good deal, the money will come. It'll all figure itself out. So don't think about that. Exactly. Happy you could join us today. Five days a week, you can find us here on the Land Academy Show. Tomorrow, the episode on the Land Academy Show is called... How to use Land Academy... How to use the Land Academy online community in real time. You are not alone. And your real estate ambition. I love. I love be how to, to use a teleprompter. Well, there is that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say I love. I love this. I love this end of year planning stuff. I do too. This is I like love this one of my I, favorite times. Me of too. Year. Why is that? Because you know what? It's like a fresh start. You know, it really is. I know people that are listening to us right now that are thinking, "All right, 2023, I'm joining Land Academy." That might be their thing. So, or 2023, I'm going to double my revenue. Or 2023, I'm going to quit my job. Fill in the blank. I love it, but it still starts with, with where's the money? You've got to think about. I know we said don't worry about money, but you have to think about how much money you want to make. That's what you've got to do, and how you're going to do it, and yep. be strategic. And I love it. By the way, if you do think that this might be a good fit for you, don't forget, get a new ebook. Jack just updated it a couple weeks ago. So go to landacademy.com and at the top, you'll see a little thing to get the free ebook. Check it out. It spells out darn near everything you need to know to see if this is a good fit for you. And if you have any questions, send them to my team uh, via support at landacademy.com. We, we are Jack, Jack and Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property.